0: Well, our next topic is an interesting one and uh, has been described as one of the most common specific learning difficulties in the country and it's dyslexia. But if I was to ask you what it really means, would you actually be able to tell me? Now, our next guest actually challenged me on that one and I said I had a general idea of what it was but I honestly couldn't give you a decent definition of it. So, to try and explain what it's about, uh, we have a special education teacher uh, on the line. It's Sinead Hall to explain to us a little bit more about dyslexia, what a diagnosis means... And just really, what it's all about. Good morning, Sinead, How are you? Morning. How are you? I'm morning, very well, thanks, Sinead. I hope you're well out of the wind. You're not getting blown around out there. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Now you're a teacher, so and you've also experience of working with children and their parents where a dyslexia diagnosis has been, uh, you know, discovered. And uh, so you know, you know, you know what that means. So what happens in that kind of situation?
1: Um, well, we'll generally um, get a psychological report from uh, an educational psychologist. Um, the child is is told that they have dyslexia. Um, may have to be the, the parent, it may be the educational psychologist. Um, but what we're noticing in schools, I suppose, at the moment is that you know the children aren't really. It, it's not explained to the children what dyslexia is, um, and they don't really understand it. And, and the teachers wouldn't necessarily get the report and then sit down and talk to the child about their diagnosis and what it means. And um, the parents mightn't necessarily have the understanding either. A lot of parents will do a bit of research themselves um, and there's plenty of videos and stuff out there but um, I suppose there's some we've talked to parents as well where they don't know what to say to their child, you know, you know, what do we say and sometimes they'll just they just won't say anything. You yeah. know, they'll just skirt around it or, or not talk about it
0: Yeah, you know? I, I imagine that any information that is out there is probably a little bit on the medical side a little bit technical yeah. even the name yeah. itself isn't that easy like it isn't that straightforward a name and given yeah. the, the nature of the condition it's unfortunate but it does make it difficult to explain so how do you kind of explain to the children you know here's um, what's going on and this, dyslexia, this is what it's about
1: It's very difficult to just diagnose it's very difficult to define because there's so many different definitions. If you look it up there's loads and loads of, stuff. there's no agreed definition um, you know, like that you would with the chicken pox or something like that. So if there's no one definition it's very difficult to, to understand it or for an adult and especially a child. Um, so, I mean, there are different uh, uh, videos out there but um, I suppose a lot of people wouldn't necessarily know that dyslexia is actually a, a language-based learning difficulty and it's neurological condition so it's basically a different wiring of the brain and um, you know children wouldn't necessarily know that or parents or teachers wouldn't necessarily know that to explain to them that it's not their fault it's yeah. just so it's the, the, a different wiring of the brain and it's, it's, it refers to a cluster of symptoms basically which results in people having difficulty with specific language skills like reading and this is People with dyslexia usually experience difficulties with other language skills, such as spelling and writing. But um, it is a neurological condition, and um, this is if this is not known, I suppose, with with parents and teachers, maybe. So I, I, that's where the idea of the workshop came about. I suppose that we'd actually—I'm um, part of a group called Dyslexia Specialists of Ireland, and um, we're a relatively new group. We've all completed a Masters in uh, Specific Learning Difficulties Dyslexia, and we just wanted to kind of share our knowledge with the children as well as the parents. We've done a few workshops with, with parents, but I just think a lot of the parents came to us after these workshops and said, Can you can you explain this to our children? So um, that's where the workshop idea came okay. on board that we could that we can teach them this. And I think there's there's something better maybe about somebody else teaching you than than looking at it on a video or your mom explaining to you or your your dad or, or your teacher. So um that's yeah that's that's basically how the workshop um, came about. About, yeah.
0: So, so it sounds like a wonderful idea. Now, how does it actually work? I mean, what what are the ch- what age group of children are, are targeted by the workshop? I guess, and then what do you kind of explain to them in the workshops? What how do you approach it?
1: Um, so, it's, it's for children aged eight to twelve. If they're in sixth class and they're, you know, we have one child who's thirteen, but they're in sixth class, so they're they're coming along as well. And um, so we we split it up. There's two of us. There's two members of this, the. Dyslexia, Special of Ireland volunteers are running them, so we've kind of split it up into different sections. But the main thing we want to teach them is the science behind dyslexia, and um, you know how their brain is is, is wired, and, and like introduce them to the idea of neurodiversity. I suppose that um, dyslexia has nothing to do with intelligence; it's just a neurodivergent way of like processing information. So just even int- introduce introduce them to that idea, um, and we teach them how the how the brain actually learns to read. Um and that's fascinating. They all generally really, really love that we use an actual model of the brain and, and have them doing kind of paired work to see to see how the brain learns to read and how a dyslexic brain would learn to read. Um and I mean just even just doing hands on activities that we do. It's, it's, they just learn so much more yeah, they're, to looking it up on a video, you know They get to engage and the with second, it. The second second element of it is we do a bit of a look into the into their their talents and their strengths. Um, and try and tackle some of those myths that the, they, they might have, you know, because yeah. I suppose the diagnosis might lead to kind of feelings of of um, poor self esteem or frustration and anger, and and just giving them a, a space that they can they can talk talk about it as well. We also do kind of study skills and stuff towards the end, like spelling games and stuff, and just kind of move away from the the science and just you know to get you know get them let them try different kind of assistive technology apps and stuff towards the end of it just um you know so we try and fit a lot in but yeah. the main part of it is that they they learn about the dyslexic brain and and really come home with the idea that um you know i'm i'm a neuro i'm part of this group neurodiverse group and it's and it's amazing like it's it's what what they call now the dyslexia advantage Great. Know, not the, not the disadvantage I love the positivity
0: of that that's a real
1: advantage. Yeah,
0: real good way of putting it yeah. now, now I know one thing the children don't like is to be different right so I think having them meet other people that kind of have the same issues or the same challenges probably a great thing because then they don't feel alone because um, they possibly do feel a little bit like that when it comes up when they're in yeah. school and the other kids don't have this issue and they're different and I know children don't generally like that so it's uh, it's good it's great I think the workshops sound like a brilliant idea. There are a few of them happening in the near term, aren't there? You've a few of these happening. Yeah, we.
1: Uh, it was really this is really just a trial. I'm running running to Mullen and um, that's where I teach. Um, we're, we decided to do three just to see how it goes. But I mean, I are, I already have a waiting list of people. I, I was just so surprised with the with the uptake. Yeah. And um, so we are in the process of planning um a couple of more before June, and then maybe in the autumn time. So. Um, you know, we're just delighted with the response. I suppose that you know, I've had emails from parents in in Clare and Galway, somebody then in Waterford, who are travelling up for it, and um, because they really are really struggling with, like like I said, explaining sex to their child, and um, you know, they they really this is what what they're missing. So I'm really delighted, and i delighted that we can we can help these families in some way. You know, so. Um, so we are in the middle of, of planning a few more before <laughs> before the end of the term.
0: Brilliant, and and it's something I presume that eventually you'd hope would be rolled out more generally and widely yeah, across the country.
1: Just to do maybe a few a year, um, so we want to just re- refine it. I suppose this first one will really show us um, what's worked well and what, what we need to maybe do more of, or what they really responded well to. So this is very much a pilot one in in um, so we're, we're, we'd like to see a few of them re- being rolled out then. You know, um, you know, five or six throughout the year in different parts of the country. The especially of Ireland, were kind of scattered all over the place. So we have, we're looking at one in Sligo at the moment. We've a member over in Sligo, and we've one in Monaghan at the end of April. And um, so it's, and um, we're, we it's great. We're, we're growing in numbers, but it's brilliant. We can, we can look at different different locations not just dublin
0: so great it's a national a, a national activity so that's wonderful listen yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great idea it's obviously i mean i think the the real proof of this is it's come from your experience as a teacher working with children so you've got your yeah, you, you've I really got a feel a for what's needed <laughs> and and it's not an academic thing it's more about supporting the people that need that extra special support yeah so. i think i think at the
1: end of the day if 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 they really understand it and they understand how their brain's working and I think they're just more likely to accept it and, and you know, be happy with their with their diagnosis and proud of it I suppose. So and and they won't necessarily get that by 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 reading something in a book maybe or yeah. Know, listen to their teacher or their mom or their parents, you know,
0: or, or seeing it on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> or it might seen it be. On YouTube,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Sinead, thank you so much for sharing that with us today. The very best of luck with those workshops. Sounds yeah, like a I fantastic idea. If anybody
1: idea. wants any more details, they can check out the Dyslexia Specialist of Ireland website. We're just building a new website at the moment, and um, my Instagram account is Dyslexia Specialist Singal. So, okay, and um, just if they want to keep up to date with Brilliant. more workshops, so.
0: Brilliant. Thanks a million again for being with us today. Thanks, All the best, Sinead. Now if you want Thanks. to if you want Bye. to connect now with DYSI, DYSI.ie or as Sinead said she's on Instagram where she's dyslexia specialist Bingal. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently